Hi, my name is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast of the New Testament. I'll be using as the text the King James Version, along with the Joseph Smith Translation. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll also be using quotes from general authorities of the Church, the Apostles and Prophets, and BYU professors and others, and uh, every word out of the Scriptures themselves. So if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you've come to the right place. Welcome. Hi there, welcome back. This is going to be for Luke chapter 19. Alrighty. Um, Zacchaeus, the publican, is saved. Verse 1, Jesus entered and passed through Jericho, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, who was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press. In other words, there were so many people. Because he was of little stature, and he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him. Now, this is probably a fig tree or a mulberry, fig mulberry, known to grow to 50 feet in circumference uh, and is an evergreen. Uh, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when the disciples saw it, they all murmured, saying, that he has gone to be guest with a man who is a sinner. Hugh Nibley said, The righteous are whoever are repenting, and the wicked whoever are not repenting. The surprise is that the sinner was the righteous one, because he was repenting. The other one who exalted himself shall be abased, because he was not repenting. None of none but the truly penitent are saved, and that is who the righteous are. Verse 8, And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I take And if I have taken anything from any man by unjust means, I restore him fourfold. During his visit with Zacchaeus, Jesus spoke of the gospel and repentance and salvation and the glories of the eternal world. At a point of climax, Zacchaeus' heart is pricked. He stands and says what the verse quotes, Jesus has gained a convert. This man will be baptized and become a disciple. That's by Bruce R. McConkie. Verse 9, And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for as much as he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. And as they heard these things, he added and spake a parable. Now, let me back up just for a second. Jesus was en route to Jerusalem for the last time. He's probably in, Jer- in Jericho. In about 10 days, he would die upon the cross. And to the Jews, generally, it would appear that he had failed to set up the promised messianic kingdom. To correct the false concept that the kingdom of God, meaning the political kingdom, the kingdom which should rule all nations with King Messiah at its head, the millennial kingdom, should Im- immediately appear, Jesus gave the parable of the pound. That was by Bruce R. McConkie. Skinner and, and uh, Ogden said, as Jesus approached Jerusalem, some people supposed that he was about to announce and set up the much-anticipated kingdom of God, which meant to them overthrowing the Romans and displacing any such political organization with the theocracy, having God himself to rule and reign. Jesus interrupted their suppositions with a story. His custom was to employ something in their immediate environment to teach them, usually something from nature or something from their historical memory. Verse 11, And as they heard these things, he added and spake a parable, because he was nigh to Jerusalem, and because the Jews taught that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. He said, therefore, a certain nobleman, meaning Jesus, went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. In other words, into the far country means he's going to heaven uh, to receive for himself a kingdom, all power in heaven and in earth, and to return, meaning the second coming, when the literal and visible kingdom shall be set up on earth. Verse 13, And he he called his ten servants... 
These are members of the church to whom he has given physical, mental, and spiritual capacities to be used in his service, and delivered them ten pounds, and said unto them, Occupy till I come. But his citizens hated him, and sent a messenger after him, saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. The citizens, other people in the world, those who are subject to him because he is the God of the whole earth, but who have not accepted his gospel and come into his fold as servants. In other words, when he says, we will not have him reign over us, in a few days the Jews will be proclaiming, we have no king but Caesar. Verse 15, and it came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to be called unto him, to whom he had given the money, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. When the nobleman returns to judge the world, he will reward his servants in accordance with their works. All shall not receive the same status in the mansion which are prepared. There are degrees of glory. Some will rule ten cities, others five, and and those who are slothful shall be disinherited entirely. Then came the first, saying, Lord, thy pound hath gained ten pounds. And he said unto him, Well done, thou good, thou good servant, because thou hast been faithful in a very little, have thou authority over ten cities. And the second came, saying, Lord, thy pound hath gained five pounds. And he said likewise to him, He be thou also over five cities. And another came, saying, Lord, behold thy pound, which I have kept laid up in a napkin, for I feared thee, because thou art an austere man, thou, thou takest up that thou layest not down, and reapest that which thou hast not sown. And he said, and he saith, or he said unto him, Out of thine own mouth will I judge thee, O wicked servant. Thou knewest that I was an austere man, taking up that I laid not down, and reaping that I did not sow. Wherefore then gavest not thou thy, thy wherefore then gavest not thou my money into the bank, that at my coming I might have received mine own with usury or interest? And he said unto them who stood by, Take from him the pound, and give to him who hath ten pounds. For I say unto you that unto every one who, who occupieth shall be given, and from him who occupieth not, even that he hath received, shall be taken away from him. In other words, unused faculties are lost. Rightly used abilities, talents, can be increased until perfection is attained. That was by Bruce R. McConkie. But those mine enemies who would not that I should reign over them, bring them hither and slay them before me. Those who reject the nobleman, who refuse to have him reign over them, who find no place in their hearts for his gospel, will at his return be cast into outer darkness where there is weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. Remember that rather being overly concerned about when Jesus returns again, we should concentrate on being wise servants and keeping the covenants and commandments we have received from him. Now, the parable I just read is the last parable that he mentions. Um, He will now be starting his last week on earth. The last week of the Savior's life, triumphal entry into Jerusalem and so on, uh, is going to happen as we get into the next, uh, next lesson. So see you then. Bye.